Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It's official. We're starting Season 3 with our best players in fantasy basketball. First round mock draft. Let's go! G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Mitch Casing. You can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and on Instagram at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. Joined for the last time this uh, fantasy basketball preseason um, for uh, before he goes away on a, a very enviable holiday in Europe, uh, international scout, fantasy analyst, and guru, uh, and my good friend Callum Mack. How are you, man? Um, yeah, look excited. Um, as you know, I ship off next week and I will be traveling to Europe to go see, as you said, well, I will scout all the good players over there. I'll come back with some grand knowledge um, on international players, maybe some draft prospects. Yeah, and you're also you'll you'll also be soaking up the good times and and fun vibes as well. Let's uh let's make sure we're not getting that twisted. But no, it's uh it's a good podcast to have you finish off on today. We uh we're going through probably one of my favorite uh, pods of the year. It's sort of to me the unofficial or official you could call it start of um, the fantasy basketball season pod that we are doing today. The first round mock draft or quote-unquote, the, the best players in fantasy basketball. Um, so uh, going through the players that we think should be the foundation for your fantasy teams when it comes to fantasy drafts. Again, disclaimer, today's podcast will be focusing on category leagues in a head-to-head format, nine categories. So all your standard categories there, points, rebounds, field goal percentage, assists, steals, blocks, turnovers, Threes, did I say? I can't remember, but all the standard ones. Um, and we might be, I might be doing a maybe a points league um, first round mock draft, maybe a roto uh, first round mock draft later in the season. But this is going to be our early season. We're recording this on the third of August, so still a lot of stuff to happen. You know, right now Kevin Durant is still on the Brooklyn Nets, so things might change. Uh, but it's always fun to speculate early on, and and of all the things that will change. Usually, these first top guys are probably the least likely to move around too much because we know what we're going to get. They're all superstars. So without any uh, more nonsense, let's get stuck straight into it. Um, Starting off, we're going to go pick for pick. So Callum, you've drawn the lucky straw and and gone pick number one here. Let me guess. It's uh, Lonzo Ball here. Um, all close, close. Um, look, maybe he's fallen to the second round these days. But look, the first pick, it's easy. He's been back-to-back years, I think, unanimous first pick. Um, and I'm just going to have to do it again because there's no point not to. I'm going with the back-to-back MVP in Nikola Jokic. 
both fantasy and regular season MVP. Um, You can't fold his game. 27 points, close to 14 rebounds, eight assists, a steal and a half, a block a game with with that incredible field goal as well. Um, he, He just really has no holes in this game from a fantasy aspect. He is the clear number one. If you have that number one pick, you have to take him. Yeah, I literally do not see an argument a logical argument that you could make to me that you would not take Jokic number one. I would take him number one in a points league. I would take him number one in a category league, in head-to-head, in roto. Um, you know, you throw in double-doubles, triple-doubles, whatever. It, like, just take Jokic number one. He is the by far and away the number one fantasy player. It's not really close. Um, yes, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. should be back and healthy in this team. Uh, when they were healthy in, in the team the year before, he was still number one, and he was still number one by a fair margin. Uh, this guy is just incredible. The only category that he's a negative in is turnovers. Again, you know my opinion on turnovers. Uh, and a slight negative in three-pointers made, but he's your freaking center. So um, I think you're doing all right if you're drafting a center and he's still getting you over a three per game uh, whilst murdering and, and destroying every other category out there. So we, we honestly will not spend any more time on, on Nikola Jokic because um, do, do you have an argument? Is there any possible way that you would take anyone else other than Jokic before we move on? You, you're a fool if you take him on else. If you have yeah. number one pick, you have to take him. That's why. That has to be why. Um, look, the turnovers, all these guys in the first round have high turnovers. It, yeah. You know, it is what it is. That's what you get for a, a high usage kind of player. And and I think you have to really consider the games played as well. And he's the way he plays, it's just not really an injury risk. That's why he's been so sustainable these past yeah. few seasons. Absolutely, yeah. So let's, let's move on to the second pick. And this is where I think there will be some debate because I think that the second pick this year is not a clear one. Um, it, it would be different, I think, in points, categories, and roto leagues, but we're doing a category head-to-head league today. So for me and my preference, and I think I might have said this at the same time last year, and, and I did change by the end of the, the preseason, but for me right now, I'm going to be taking Giannis Antetokounmpo at pick number two. Um, now, I think right now, again, August 3rd, very early on in the rankings. But on Yahoo, he's currently the ninth ranked player. So obviously a little bit of value I see in there. He's down that low because of his poor free throw percentage. But for me, you get Giannis, you're punting that category. He is consistently a top two or three player in a punt free throw percentage build. Um, And I think when you are selecting your first round player, you're looking for something to build off of them. Giannis, it's super clear. You know what you're doing. He's um, someone, again, plays a lot of games. He's consistent. There's no question marks. There's no new teammates or any changes to the roster. You absolutely know what you're going to get. He's in the prime of his career. He's one of the best players in the NBA. So for me, it's the safest option. It's the best option, in my opinion. So Giannis would be my pick. What are your thoughts on Giannis at number two, Cal? Um, yeah, look, Giannis, he usually falls around two, three, four in the past few seasons. <clears throat> uh, I think one of the biggest strengths he has is, is that games played. Once again, he got 67 games played. That's pretty good uh, for most of his first round picks as I guess the norm is about 70 games these days. Um, so it was only really a handful of guys ahead of him. Um, and, and even this, that, that's probably a down season in terms yeah. of games played for him as well. So he's really reliable on that end um, in terms of punt. It's such a clear punt free throw build. And you know what you're building from the get go, which also makes the rest of your picks a bit easier 
um, once you kind of lock in from the get-go, this is what you're punting. So that kind of can make a, a strategy a bit easier um, in the later rounds. Yeah, 100%. Would, would you be picking him at pick two? I know obviously I've, I've made the selection there, but do you have him as your second guy or do you have someone else different? Um, I'd flip a coin between him and another player who, who I guess okay. I'll, I'll get into the next we'll pick. But, um, I think, look, number two, I, I am totally happy with him falling at that position. It's two or three for me, for Giannis. What would you say to those who are maybe uh, a little bit less keen on punting? I think one of the criticisms that, oh, I wouldn't say criticisms, but comments that we get a lot on, on our channel and our podcast is uh, that maybe we're a bit too punt enthusiastic. Um now, obviously, if I'm doing a roto draft, I probably wouldn't draft Giannis this high um, because I'm trying to be a bit more balanced in my approach. But for me, in a, in a head-to-head league, if you want to be good and you want to be, especially if you're in a competitive league, it's really hard to be really good at every category. Um, so for me, it's it's definitely a, a, a big strategy that I use and we'll, we'll go through a lot of our punting strategy techniques later in the preseason. But um, what would you say for someone who's maybe going, oh, Giannis, he was like the 10th-ranked player last year uh, when they're looking at the rankings on, on Yahoo? Um, I still think, look, even if you want to make a balanced team and you still want to be competitive in free throws, which, look, you can do with Giannis, I still think the game's played, his output in terms of points, rebounds, steals, and blocks, I, I still think it's better than a lot of these other guys. And just the fact, like, look, he shot 72% from the three-throw field. It's just the sheer volume yep. that really hurts you. But he had weeks where... You know, he, he was in the 80s. And when he's in the 80s shooting that volume, you are probably going to win free throws if you have a supporting cast that um, are competitive. So I still think he's worthy of this pick regardless, really. I, I would just lean towards a punt because that's you got to kind of play to your players' strengths. And over the past few years, I've, you know, lent towards a one, two, or three category punt. Yeah, that's an excellent point you make as well. Because obviously when we're doing head-to-head, we're looking at week week by week sample size. So one week he might be a 60% shooter, one week he might be an 80 or 85% shooter and it all kind of balances it out. So um, always do keep that in mind and it's never a bad thing if he improves his free throws. Like, you know, I think he has shown signs of improving. Like in the playoffs, we saw his his free throw rate definitely improved and, and it, I think it obviously is a point of emphasis for him. So it wouldn't shock me if he came out and instead of shooting 72% this season, you know, shot high 70, 77, 78%. Um, wouldn't be a complete surprise uh, and that would definitely go even further to boosting him up in a, in a standard nine category ranking. So there is upside from that ranking point of view as well. Let's move on to pick number three. Who have you got with Giannis and Jokic off the board, Cal? Um, so for the third pick, I'm just going to have to take Steph Curry. Interesting. I, I okay. still like Steph Curry here. He had a bit of a down season, honestly, towards the end of, uh, of last season. The first quarter... Him and Jokic were really battling for that number one position. And and that is kind of worth noting, I think. Um, Draymond went out, which I think probably maybe affected his efficiency a little bit. Um, he obviously creates pretty good shots for him. You hope that this team comes back pretty healthy. You got Clay stretching the court and making life a bit easier for him um, for the whole season. So I, I think these Golden State guys have that championship um, kind of being their chest out. They're going to go for it again. I don't see it as a huge risk that he's going to really rest games. He played 64 games last season. I think he'll play about the same just on average for these uh, uh, kind of first and second round picks. So Steph Curry for me, um, amazing at three pointers. Obviously that's why you get him. Uh, Gets his 25, five and six, uh, still on a half a game as well. Um, Pretty good shooting splits from the free throw line. Um, And I think, as I said, that field goal should come up. I think that was a down season. 
Yeah, so it was actually the first time in his career that um, Steph Curry shot under 40% from three last year, which is kind of crazy to think about it. Like, I know we all knew that he was having a down season, but until I dug into the stats recently, I didn't realize that he was under 40%, um, which is, uh, yeah, very surprising for Steph Curry. So I definitely would expect to see that um, have a bit of positive regression and improve, and I think his field goal percentage will improve as well. Maybe he scores a few more points. I am... I'm probably a little bit lower on Steph than you. I think there are some concerns that um, when we break down his stats, like even I think it was after the All-Star game last year, um, his percentages came back up. I think he was back to averaging close to 50% per game. He still wasn't ranked that highly. I think uh, I've got the stats here. After the All-Star game, he was ranked 19th in the league. Uh, in fantasy hoops. So he definitely dropped off after a red-hot start to the season. And it wasn't all because of poor shooting. I think there was some... Um, uh, there was a slight reduction in usage, I think, once Clay came back. And, and there was a, you know, a bit of management in terms of his, his minutes sort of starting to trend down as the season went, went um, further on. So I have him a little bit further back down in the uh, rankings. Also, just a little bit wary of his age, the amount of games this man's played in the last several seasons. I think that there's just a few other guys that I feel a little bit safer, and I'm not too concerned. I, look, he could come out and be the second-ranked player if he, if he continues what he started last season with, but I, I'd almost be surprised if that were to happen at this stage. Um, and I think, I think I've said this before as well, Steph's best category is his, um, obviously, points in threes. And threes are probably one of the easiest things for us to find later in the draft. Yes, you're not going to get them at five a game like Steph does. But um, it is something that, if it's your biggest contributor, I kind of weigh it down a little bit more compared to some of the other guys around him. So, for me, he's more of a mid-first round guy. Mid to, maybe even mid to late with some of the other guys that I'm a bit excited for. But... I can definitely see him going as high as this in some drafts. Right now, he's sixth ranked on Yahoo at the moment. Um, so, interesting interesting that you've got him up there, um, and I've got him a bit further back. Let's move on to pick number four. Now, here is where, again, this kind of point in the draft, I'm not really loving early, early in the draft this year. I don't know. There's a few guys that jump out to me. There's a few risks that I'm not sure I'm willing to take. I am more and more confident with this guy. Some other guys might not feel comfortable taking this guy this high, but I'm going to be taking Joel Embiid here. Um, And I probably would have taken him at pick three ahead of Steph as well. Now, we hear Joel Embiid's name and we instantly think injury prone. We think, oh no, knees and load management and all these sort of things. But quietly, Joel Embiid has been putting together... Um, some really good seasons, and I actually think over the last four years, he's averaged at least 70% of the amount of games available, uh, which in today's NBA is actually not a bad mark. A lot of players are, have been out with COVID and injuries and things like that, so taking all that into consideration, he's actually been somewhat durable, and on a per-game basis, he was the, uh, the third-ranked player last season. The only other guy ahead of him was Jokic and Kevin Durant, who we might speak about later. I'd be more willing to trust Joel Embiid over a Kevin Durant at this stage in their career. So for me, Embiid is uh, pick number four. What are your thoughts on uh, Joel this season? Yep, yep. I had him at this position as well uh, cool. for Joel. 
Um, yeah, you're right. He, he's played 68 games last season. I think that's pretty, pretty good. And he's been pretty reliable now. He's still clearly that number one offensive option with Harden. Um, James Harden, the, I guess that experiment and how they work together isn't completely done. But uh, Joel has definitely got the keys. He, he's the guy. He's he going to get your blocks. The field goal is pretty solid. Um, he, he, in terms of assists for a big guy that gives you four, about four and a half assists a game, that's pretty damn good. Um, he's just an all-rounder. Everything you expect from a first-round pick. And look, I had him last season. I went for the Twin Towers where I had Joel at about the eighth and ninth pick. And on the turn, I got Anthony Davis. Unfortunately, my downfall was Anthony Davis. He only played half of his games, 41 in total, as opposed to Joel. Honestly, carried me week after week. So I was very, very thankful to have him on my team and carry me into the playoffs uh, itself. But I got knocked out in the first round, just like the 76ers. <laughs> yeah, well, not having your, your second pick is, is pretty hard to recover from uh, when it comes to fantasy playoffs. But so obviously, there will always be some risks when it comes to Embiid, but I think there always will be risks with any player. You know, uh, last season, Damian Lillard, when we were drafting, was supposed to be Mr. Durable, and obviously we know what happened to him. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, Carlton Towns was the Iron Man. He never missed a game, and then he fell over and broke his wrist. Um, so these things can happen. You know, we... we do our best to try and account for them, but you, you can't you can't really determine if someone's going to injured or when they're going to get injured. So um, I think some people might be scared off by Embiid, but I say um, go strong. I have him at number three on my overall rankings, drafting him fourth here, and I'm very happy to do so. He is uh, maybe a tough one to build around um, punt strategy wise. Punting steals as his worst categories is sometimes a tough one. You could also go just with this, the punting assist options. I do see with a full season next to Harden, maybe his assists drop a little bit. They'll still be decent for a center, but but by no means a strreng'th. Or like a Jokic, you could go with a punt threes. But again, a three and a half from your center is pretty decent. So you've got a few options depending on who comes back to you um, uh, um, in round two. Let's go on to where we are to pick number five. Who have you got at five, Cal? All right, pick number five. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Trey Young here. Yeah. Um, I don't know where you had him on your list, but this is another interesting Trae one. Young for me, yeah. pr- pr- proved himself um, last season. Twenty-eight and a half points, uh, almost ten assists. I mean, like that. That's pretty damn crazy. The three pointers are there as well. Um, he's putting up similar output to, I guess, what James Harden kind of did in previous past, just because of um, that three throw percentage as well as is through the roof. Really carries you. Um, quite nicely in that category. So I think he's proved himself to be taken um, in the mid-first round um, this time around and and kind of um, definitely jumped over a, a few people in my mind. In terms of point guard, obviously there's some good kind of punt bigs builds you can do and you can really base that around a Trey Young. Um, the categories that hurt you, obviously it's turnovers, steals, blocks, the defensive end, but you can make up for some of those in the later rounds, I think. It, but, so there's different ways you can take him, but... The reason I pick him, you got points, you got assists, you got threes. You're going to be competitive in those categories. Three throws as well, um, and the field goal doesn't quite kill you. Either, yeah, he's improved uh, there on a, a week to week basis. Yeah, he has actually uh, improved a lot in that category. I am interested now. I might have had him around this spot before the Dejounte Murray uh, trade, um, but after the trade from Dejounte Murray to join him, do you see him? Obviously, maybe not a huge decline, um, but do you see him sort of being affected by that much at all? Or, or do you sort of think that being as young as he is, he's still got a bit of improvement? Or, or how do you sort of see that, that, that coming out? 
Um, I still think the usage will pretty much be there. They'll stagger them a bit. But DeJounte Murray isn't really a scorer. He put up 21 points a game. Yeah, um, I can see him putting up about 20 points again. And I see Trey Young being around pretty much that 28-point mark. And he's still the number one offensive yeah. option. Um, they just needed someone else to carry that load when he was off the court. And he can also play a bit more off-ball, get some threes. Uh, but I still think the points assists threes and free throws are there. I still think that they'll be there. I just worry that maybe instead of 28.5 points, he's scoring 26. You know, instead of 9.7 assists, it's 8, 8.5. Um, you know, maybe he doesn't get to the line as much. Just enough to sort of knock him back a little bit. And I think that that's just because all of his value is on those usage-driven stats. Um, you know, the fact that he doesn't get a lot of steals and blocks, rebounds, um, stats you, you, you get when you don't have the ball in your hand um, means that he is susceptible to losing a, a, a chunk of value, even if those numbers come back a little bit. Um, I definitely still think he's a first-rounder, absolutely. But um, where I would have probably taken him about here now, I probably just have a few spots back. So he and Steph are actually quite quite close to me, um, depending on yeah, if you maybe want a few more assists or if you you may be looking for a, a few more threes and and um, a bit more bit more reliability and and, and certainty on what you're drafting uh, here. But by no means is he definitely. I still think he's a first round. Some people might be worried that he falls further back and outside the first round. I, I'm not too worried about that, especially if you build around him correctly. He's still going to be a stud. So definitely agree there. Let's move on to pick number five. Now, to me. This there's a couple of different ways I could go here, and I'm. This is the point of the. I really don't like this point of the draft. Um, depending on how it goes here, I'm gonna be taking. I'm gonna be taking Kevin Durant here, um, at pick number five. I hate every. Oh, sorry, pick number six. I hate every bit of it, but the man is too good. He's just he's just too good to go any further. He's the second ranked player uh, on a per game basis last year. Obviously, he didn't play that many games. I think thirty. How many games did he play? Fifty-five. Fifty-five games. games. In total. Okay, so he, he actually probably played more than I, I remember. But just getting up there in age, thirty-four years old. What team is he going to be on? Um, is he is he going to be pulling a Ben Simmons and and sort of? You know, holding out on the team. I don't see Kevin Durant as that kind of a guy. I think he loves to play basketball. Um, so, I don't know. There's just a lot of question marks with him. Like, is he going to have Kyrie there? Um, I think if he plays per game, he's a top three or four player. Easy. Um, it's just about how much is he going to play. Um, I think with a few other question marks with other players... And that no one else can really challenge him on a per game basis. Uh, I think that this is where I'm happy to take him, but I'm not comfortable with about it. And I'd want someone pretty safe with my second pick. What are your thoughts on KD? Um, I think look, some of his stats were inflated a bit last season because of the Kyrie Irving effect of him only playing 29 games. Mm. Um, and on top of that, you had James Harden who slid his hamstring injuries and was really just letting Kevin Durant run wild um, on offense. He played a few games even without um, James Harden there. So I I would take that into account a little bit, especially on the scoring end. Um, look, he is a guy that can put up 30. That's what he did last season. Um, but th- this team is a bit different now. It, it is like sneaky deep as well. Um, 
Yeah, you the got next ben, pick was ben Simmons between to factor into. Kevin Durant or potentially a safer pick. There's a bit of a gamble there mm. um, in terms of games played and how that whole team works out. Um, but I still think he'd be should deserve to be a mid first rounder. Um, Would he be in? The- I think last season he, he fell towards the back end or the maybe a, a um, pretty early second round pick um, from the injury kind of concerns. But he's kind of proven that yeah, he still is. Obviously a bit of a bowler, isn't he? Are we surprised? Yeah. Oh, he's obviously one of the best players in the NBA last year. You know, we do have to factor in the, like he was coming off an Achilles last year. So it was his first year coming back from a major injury, um, you know, said to be the, the career killer. And obviously he, he still balled out. I will say though that in the last half of the, the season or even after the all-star break, let's say he still pull up, put up 31 points. Two and a half threes, seven and a half rebounds, seven and a half assists, a steal, a block, fifty percent, and ninety-three percent free um, free throws. And that was with Kyrie Irving back in the team at that point. Um, there was no James Harden at that point, and Ben Simmons obviously didn't play. So maybe it's more the fact that Ben Simmons comes in, maybe takes a few of those steals and rebounds off him. Potentially, you could see that. And in that time, he was averaging thirty-eight and a half minutes. So that's a lot of minutes. I would definitely expect that to come down. So I do see his stats regressing a little bit. Um, but in saying that, the previous seasons, you know, in 2021, he was the seventh-ranked player. 18-19, he was eighth. 17-18, he was fourth, and that was on the Warriors. Um, so this man is just a walking fantasy beast, uh, no matter who he's playing with. So I, no matter where he goes as well, he's going to be a great player. There are risks associated, though. So I could be talked out of, of going him and maybe going a safer option, which I'm sure we're going to bring up in a second. Um, but at this stage... In, on August 3rd, I've got Kevin Durant uh, in, in this spot in the draft, but I don't feel good about it. Who, who have you got at uh, pick number seven? All right, pick number seven. Um, I think it's a safer pick, similar pick. Uh, I'm going to go with Jason Tatum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> surprised you didn't pick him being the Celtics guy. but He was close. He Jason was close. Tatum, he's pretty much a Kevin Durant light. Um, the field goal isn't quite there, but the durability is. Uh, that's why you get him. That's why he played 76 games. I, I think it's been a few seasons now where he's, in terms of first-round picks, he's really um, been up there, maybe a top three in terms of games played, which really does help, really does help your team. Um, and and he's probably like the safest guy left on the board. I mean, yeah, look, they added Brogdon, uh, they added Gallinari, but that's really just to come off the bench. Um, Jason Tatum is still... 100% their number one option and will be moving forward. They've got a bit of a, um, you know, they've made the finals. They've got a bit of um, an ego to themselves. I, I think they're going to ball out, go for the number one seed and they will play him minutes. And th- th- there's no reason to rest him. He's in his prime. He's about 26 um, years old or so. Yeah. So um, Jason Tatum, I, I've been looking into his stats recently and one thing that really jumps out to me was the difference between his first half and second half of the season. We all know, the you know the the story of the Boston Celtics and what were they were they twenty four and twenty three or, or something halfway through the season <laughs> around Christmas or, or New Year's and then the second half of the season they went on a big run 
And a huge reason of that was the fact that Jason Tatum played out of his mind. Um, he was, in the last two months, the sixth-ranked player uh, in fantasy, and in a large part because, like you you did mention before, field goal percentage you know might quite not be there. For the last three months of the season, he was shooting 49%, and for the last two months, it was over 50% uh, per game, and averaging 30 points a night as well. So, and... Those minutes all consistent, so it wasn't an increase in minutes or role or anything like that. It was just the fact that he was playing better and the team was doing better as a result. So, to me, the fact that he's so young, he's still improving. I am willing to bet on us seeing second half of the year Tatum more so than the first half of the year Tatum. So, I think this is the perfect sort of spot to to, to grab him, and and you could easily talk me into drafting him over Kevin Durant personally because, like you said, he is a bit safer. And if we do see the second half of the year Tatum, that's Pretty much Kevin Durant numbers anyway, um, so and uh, and it just helps that he's a he's a Celtic too, so you get extra bonus points for that. <laughs> so um, shout out to him. The only thing I will say about Tatum though, he is a bit of a tricky guy to to build a punt team around because he's he's so good across the board. Um, if you're drafting him, what what are you leaning towards in terms of your punt strategy, Cal? Yeah, it is it is kind of tough. He's a bit of an all rounder, so you could even just go for the all round build um, to address some of those hateful comments that you mentioned beforehand. <laughs> it's but, a great roto guy. Otherwise, <laughs> in, in terms of like, you know, field goal, um, you just you just touched on that. It did make a bit of a leap, so maybe it's silly to look at that. Turnovers are great. There's no point um, doing anything like that. Blocks and steals, maybe on the defensive end, you could, you could potentially punt assists as well. But um, yeah, look, he's pretty solid all around. There, there's no real clear. You maybe... If you get to, say, pick five or six and you see a, a lack of blocks on your team, you could just kind of scrap that and yeah. keep moving on. That's where I'd probably go. I'd probably, I'd probably punt the blocks category. And, and um, you know, being a power forward eligible player, I think if you're, if you're averaging still half a block per game, which is probably on par with some point guards, I think who, who averages uh, half a block? I think does Steph average half a block a game? There's a lot of guys that are point guard eligible. Um, Steph Average, he had put up 0.4 blocks yes. a game last season. So similar similar blocks to, to a Steph or a Kyrie Irving or, or a James Harden, averaging less than, than those last two guys. So um, when he's your power forward, I think that probably means to me that maybe that's sort of the category you look at. But like you said, you can keep your options open if, if you know there's clear value staring you in the face in the, in the later rounds. So um, there's a bit of a bonus there. All right, moving on. What pick was that? That was pick seven, if I'm correct. Moving on to... Um, that, yeah, that's correct. I'm odd numbers. Yeah, okay. Edens. So pick number eight. All right, here's another fun guy to draft, and I am going to be drafting Luka Doncic at pick number eight. Luka Magic. Um, bit of, you get a lot of two sides for Luka. People love him or, or people aren't a fan of him because his numbers in fantasy are so polarizing. Um, he's obviously got the issues with some of the percentages and turnovers and things like that. In a points league, he gets drafted much higher than this. He's a top three guy in a points league. Um, so in a category head-to-head league, I kind of feel like he slots somewhere in the middle because you can punt those categories, um, but you still have to take that into consideration. Um, obviously, you know, Luca, you're going to get lots of big points, lots of big rebounds for a point guard, huge assists. Um, the threes are going to be there in volume. Uh, we actually have seen his field goal percentage you know, slowly creep up so it's less of a negative, something you can definitely deal with now. 
Um, the free throws still a drag to his value in turnovers. So for me, he's another punt free throw guy like a Giannis, um, but maybe you don't have to punt the three. So it's a little bit of a differentiator between those teams there. Um, so, But probably need to boost up that field goal as well. So I'm happy with him around this point in the draft. And again, someone I'm pretty happy and pretty safe with the games played and consistency. And we know he's going to be good whenever he's out in the court. So happy to draft Luca here. Would you have him higher, lower, same? Um, uh, it's between him and my next pick that are similar players. Okay. I'm getting fat, but, but Luka Doncic, it's hard to say no to a guy put up 28 and a half, nine rebounds, nine assists. Um, his steals even went up to 1.2, yeah. which is kind of reasonable-ish to, to keep you competitive there as well. Um, it, he, he did take a bit of a leap, I think from last season, but just, just those raw, um, points, rebounds and assists. Um, the assists are so hard to come by as well. 8.7. It's pretty elite. The points are awesome. So, no Bronson. He, he can be hard to build around. I'd be meaning to give it a go. Maybe this year's the year. Depends where I land on on draft day. But I um I'm I'm looking forward to giving him a go. He's 65 games played. So I think in terms of that, that's as I said, where most guys are this season between 65 and 70 is probably good output. Anything over 70, you're, you're pretty spoiled in today's NBA. So <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's a good way for, for him to fall. Yeah, he's young. Like he could still easily get. I mean, it seems like Luca's been around for for so long now because he's been so good from as soon as he started in the NBA. Um, but he's he's twenty three years old. You know, like he's going to get better. He's he's maybe that free throw percentage improves. Maybe the field goal percentage still slowly climbs. Um, you know, and and when I'm looking at guys who are younger, I'm more confident in their bodies holding up for for longer in the NBA season than I am the older guys. So uh, I do sort of use it as a bit of a tiebreaker. Um, so let's go on to pick number nine. Who have you got at pick number nine? You said you were tossing up him and Luca. I think I know who it is. All right. Um, I'm going to take LeBron James. Oh, okay. Different to who I thought it was. Okay, I'm, go on. I'm taking LeBron James. I think it's a similar output to Luca, um, except it's way better field goal. Like incredible field goal. Yes, look, you punt the three throws. The man, you know, put about 52 and a half percent from the field goal with um, a fair amount of um, attempts as well. The points, he put up 30. Yeah, look, AD was gone a bit. The whole Russell Westbrook thing was a bit of a disaster. But um, I, I just think you should never doubt LeBron James. On a per-game basis, he was fourth last season. Put up, He only played 56, yes, but they kind of let him rest the last end of the season. He would have been in the 60s. Um, or at least 60, I think, in terms of games played. Uh, and it's your classic, once again, punt free throws, LeBron James, um, you can't go wrong. Um, now, are you concerned that the man, I know it's LeBron James, I know he's, some would say the GOAT, but are you concerned that he's going to be turning 38 this year? <laughs> like, 38. He, he, he's like, you know, this generation's Kareem. He's going to be durable, I think. Like, I think he'll play till he's like 40, honestly. He, he's this... 40's not far, man. He's the 38. I'm just not going to doubt him unless I see it. Yeah. I think think for me, the fact that we have seen a few injuries creep into LeBron's game the last couple of seasons, it's enough of a red flag for me to push him back a little bit behind these guys. But like I said, he was the fourth rank. I think I might have said at one point last season that LeBron James might not be a second round player. But Obviously, I was wrong. I, I don't think anyone really predicted him doing this. Um, the blocks were a, a 
big boost to previous years. I think he was playing a lot of center when Anthony Davis was out. And their roster sucks, man. Like, the Lakers roster is so bad. Um, LeBron has to do a lot. And he has to play it a lot of really minutes. really got any better. You're just obviously no. banking on yeah. um, AD playing again. Yeah. So, so um, look, yeah, he, he basically doubled his blocks from the previous year, 0. 0.6 to 1.1. 1. 1. Um, so, I don't know. Those blocks come back down to 0. 0.6. Do the points come back down to 27? You know, everything just seemed a bit higher except for assists last year. You know, and uh, maybe the assists come back up if, they, if they're not playing Russ, but if they are playing Russ, I, I don't see them coming back up. I, I'm just, I don't see any further upside from this point. I only see downside, so I'm, I'm willing to, to let someone else grab him while I get someone who maybe has a chance to be a bit better. But that's just me. All right, well, I'm intrigued to know your next pick. Well, my next pick is who I thought you were going to go. And um, it's funny, we were just talking about old men and, and you know people getting injured the last couple of seasons. And I feel like this guy kind of does fit that bill a little bit as well. But my next pick here is going to be James Harden, um, who obviously slowed down a little bit last year, traded um, to the Philadelphia 76ers from the Brooklyn Nets. Um, in my mind, before I started doing a lot of research recently, we kind of thought that James Harden fell off a fair bit. He still was the 12th ranked player last season um, in nine category leagues. That's including his field goal percentage and turnovers, which are both huge drags. As soon as you punt that category, um, he was the fourth ranked player. Um, and yes, he's going to be um, you know, frustrating at times. I think obviously... He's still getting adjusted to working with Embiid. He is a bit older, so he's now going to be 33 this year. I'm still confident, though, that James Harden is an excellent fantasy player. He's going to give you huge boosts to assists. Um, I think he's going to out-assist Trey Young. I think he's going to be a bigger boost to your free throw percentage than a Trey Young. He's going to have more rebounds. So, to me, I kind of view him the same way that you are viewing Trey Young, maybe with a little bit less scoring, um, which is the biggest thing. Now, I'm moving more towards my punt point strategy. So maybe this is the guy that, that we, we go with in a punt point strategy, <laughs> a little bit different because he's a lot of threes and free throw percentage, a bit different to nutritional punt points. Um, but when you compare him to these other guys, he's not going to be scoring as much, but those huge boosts and assists, rebounds, blocks, steals, oh, blocks less so, but from your point guard, 0.6 is still pretty good. Um, so I, I still think that James Harden is absolutely a first round pick. And I think he might be getting slept on in drafts so far this year. What's he ranked on Yahoo at the moment? He is the 11th ranked guy. So for me, picking here at number 10, I guess, maybe is about where we have him. But I've got him a little bit higher in my rankings. What are your thoughts about James Harden? Yeah, the the points, like I I was considering him and LeBron. And I'm just looking at the raw numbers. And LeBron is almost putting up like Luka Doncic kind of stuff, but with better field goal. Like they both have that three throw percentage. Yes. Um, you could say Lucas more durable plays, obviously got the potential to take another leap. Uh, but LeBron's LeBron, James Harden dropped to 22 points a game. Um, so if you take him, you really are seriously considering punting points, which is weird to say about James Harden yeah, considering his past. He was leading the league in scoring. Yeah. Um, and also the field goal, the field goal, you know, 41%. It was pretty atrocious. And it's Sponsor, not like that bro. came with a lot of threes. It was only two like 2.33 pointers a game. When you get him, it's really just a carry in two categories. And that's assist, which is a huge carry. Yes. 
um, and then also three throw percentage. So if those are, you're going for like a four punt kind of strategy, then maybe it's something you look into. But I, I just think the net positive of LeBron and so many categories, um, if you, you were to compare them, um, I think it kind of outweighs what you do with James. James is a bit harder to build um, at this point in his career, personally. Fair enough. I would I would counter by saying that he, he averages more steals than LeBron. The the rebounds are pretty close. Um, what's the threes like? Are the threes close? Yeah, threes I'd say are pretty close. So yeah, I well, think. Would you believe LeBron? Um, yeah, put up more three pointers. Put game, up more threes. Yeah, yeah. That's to a good point. James is two point three. I could easily see that almost flipping next year, though. I mean. Or at least being closer, both two and a half per game. I don't know. I just, I just feel, you know, three or four years younger. I know LeBron is LeBron. Um, I guess uh, it just comes. James down- has been on the decline though, which is also a bit of a flag for me. He's been on the decline. Yeah, you could say. I guess you've been buying the stock of a uh, skinny James Harden all over social media. <laughs> hey, mate, he's looking trim. You know, he's looking trim. He, he's finally happy. Man, I don't know. I don't know. Last year, you know, we, we had the fat James Harden. So now it's going to be different. I don't know. I don't know how much stock to put in that, but there might be something. Um, I just think that James Harden is, you know, with all that said and done, he was still the 12th ranked player last year. And I feel like there's there's still upside to that. And I guess it, it might just come down to do you prefer punting field goal percentage or do you prefer punting free throw percentage? Uh, because in both of those builds, those guys I think are going to be ranked fairly similar um, to, to your team. So um, which way you prefer to go would, would maybe um, determine. Uh, that for me, but for me personally, I've got James a little higher. All right, so that was me at pick number ten with James Harden. Who have you got for your final pick in this first round, Cal? So pick eleven, um, I think he's just kind of fallen here, and I'm pretty comfortable taking him just because the twelfth pick is pretty tough. I'm intrigued to see what you come up with, but I'm just going to take Carl Anthony Towns here. Yeah, he was my next ranked uh, guy with a little bit of a concern to the whole. I don't know how the Rudy Gobert thing is all going to work. Um, maybe Carl Anthony Towns is on the perimeter a bit more and does that affect his blocks? Um, he only had 1.1 blocks a game to begin with. Um, but look, the points will be there. The three-pointers will be there for a big man. The field goals definitely I still still think be there. Look, maybe it might drop a bit in terms of he'll be shooting more threes, um, but it still is pretty elite. I don't see it taking a huge drop. I think the overall output, it's really just going to be maybe a little bit of a knock to the rebounds with the Rudy Gobert addition. Yeah. But the usage is that it's not like Rudy is an offensive player. No. It's just kind of like rebounds and blocks. And I still think that blocks should be maintained. So for that reason, uh, he was the eighth um, guy last season in terms of ranks. Yahoo has him at the fifth um, in preseason. So he has a little fallen higher, a fair bit. Um, there's the argument that, yeah, look, maybe Anthony Edwards takes a step as well as, as a negative for him, which Anthony Edwards, I do expect him to take a step, but I think... Yeah. In terms of the the full, um, you know, he plays 33 minutes a game. He's still got a very, very high usage percentage. Yeah, I I could even honestly see those minutes increasing. Um, They sacrifice a lot of depth to get Gobert. (laughs) Obviously, we've talked about the trade and uh, previous pods. So um, they gave up a lot to get him. So I think that he's going to definitely still need to be playing a lot of minutes. Um, The the shift to power forward is going to be an interesting one to watch. I'm very intrigued to watch it just from a basketball point of view. Uh, I know you are less enthusiastic than I am, um, but I think it can work. I agree that I think that his field goal and rebounds are going to drop. I think the blocks might come back a little bit. 
Um, maybe just around that one or just under a one a game, but not hugely impacted there. I do think the threes will come up, and I can also see the assists rising a little bit. I think he averaged over four and a half assists or about four and a half assists in the two seasons prior. Dropped down to three and a half last year with a couple of their uh, secondary ball handlers going. Um, I think he might get a bit more of that responsibility. So I think overall it's a net negative, but not much. I don't think he's going to be impacted. Uh, for me personally, I have Trey Young being impacted more by the arrival of DeJounte Murray than I have Cat impacted by the arrival of Rudy Gobert. Um, just the way I see it playing out, but it will be an interesting one to watch. And I think that he's durable. Outside of that weird wrist injury he had one season, he's someone who you can rely on playing a lot of games. Um, and I think having a really good center, because when it comes to the second round, there's a lot of good guards that are still going to be left on the board. If I can lock away my center in that first round, if I'm ever toying between two guys that are like, one's a guard, one's a big, I think I'm going to lean the big because there's a lot of, as we're going to go through in our our honorable mentions uh, in a second, there's a lot of point guards that I think uh, are going to be in that early, early second, mid second rounds, which um, you could very nicely pair with Cat. And, and start your draft off really well. So I agree with your ranking. He was he was my next highest guy that hadn't been drafted. Carl Anthony Towns at 11. So, yes, you mentioned this one is going to be an interesting one. I think for me... There are a lot of guards out there. There are a lot you of guards. That. It's, it's yeah. a tough choice, this one. I'm glad that you left uh, the 12th pick to yourself. Yeah. Um, the guy I'm going to go here... Um, now... Looking at the rankings, it may not be as much of a surprise. I'm surprised to see he is ranked as high as he is on Yahoo so far. But the guy I'm going to go here is uh, the ball boy himself, uh, LaMelo Ball. Um, I'm I'm all aboard the ball, the the LaMelo Ball hype train this season. I feel like there's always a, a ball boy that I'm, I'm pretty hyped on. So, But I know I, I'm big on LaMelo Ball this year. He is only 21 still. Uh, Obviously, he's someone who, with the unfortunate situation that is Miles Bridges, I think is going to be a beneficiary of, um, maybe getting a little bit more usage, uh, maybe increasing his scoring, uh, potentially getting a little bit more uh, in the way of rebounds uh, and, and some threes, potentially. We know he's a great assists and steals guy. The field goal percentage, obviously, it's not ideal, but you know, someone like a James Harden or whatever, you can, you can just punt that category um, and, and just deal with everything else coming back the other way. It's an easy kind of build to, to sort of start the draft with. And I think, you know, he only averaged 32 minutes a game last year. So I could easily see that going up two or three minutes a game. And, um, and even in that 32 minutes a night, he was the 21st ranked player. In a punt field goal percentage, he was the 12th ranked guy. So even if we see no change uh, in, a, in the punt build that I would recommend for LaMelo, he's already hitting this value, and I, and I definitely see some more growth coming his way. So LaMelo Ball is my uh, pick at number 12. Uh, what are your thoughts on, uh, on LaMelo Ball as uh, the co-host of the Ball Boys podcast? Um, yeah, look, I think he could be on our most improved player watch the past few years. They love going to a third-year guy. Um, I think the points should definitely take a bump. He's a guard that can give you good rebounds as well, yep. getting close to seven there. And the steals are elite. That, really that's good. something to note. He's, he's really up there in steals. 1.6 steals does make a difference over the course of the season. Um, the free throw percentage is pretty solid. Not a whole lot of um, attempted. So Big don't expect it to year. necessarily carry you, but it is solid and will definitely contribute to 
um, winning that category. Um, but yeah, in terms of this, the output of points, rebounds, assists, the steals, um, I would be looking the punt. Uh, look, you could even consider punting points if you wanted to. Even I believe that's going to take a big yeah. step, but you could punt the field goal. I think is pretty obvious as well. That's probably the two best, um, yeah, two best punt strategies for Lamelo. So right now, Lamelo is tenth ranked on Yahoo's um, preseason rankings, which I was surprised. But I, was, I thought he'd be, you know, ranked as a second round guy. But uh, he, he's up he's there fallen in, the, yeah, in he, today's draft. Yeah, it was surprisingly. But um, you know, I, I, I do kind of see that maybe like a LeBron or someone might rise, or you know, you've got Anthony Davis a bit further back. Uh, don't know about that. But so he, he's going to be around the mix. I don't think that he's going to be a secret by any means. But you know, maybe there is a situation, um, and, and I would love this to happen, but maybe you get like a, a James Harden LaMelo ball, 12-13, and then uh, whew, you're off to the races with that build, man. I would I would love that start to the draft. So um, I'm quite comfortable. Would he have been the pick for you at, at, at 12? Um, as I said, it was a tough pick for me. That I was considering a few guys. I kind of penciled in Damian Lillard. I just yeah. think he still probably should be a first round if he's healthy. And apparently he's coming back healthy on a team that, it's not like that. Um, CJ's not there anymore as well. So he could, are we going to be surprised if, he, if, if he's healthy and puts up like 30 points a game? Mm. He's kind of done it before with um, more talent around him. So um, Damon Lillard for me is definitely worth a shout out. It's really just that injury concern. Um, but Lamelo, he's got a few categories on him in terms of rebounds and steals is mm. definitely a fair bit better. It's only really the points um, and I guess the threes that Damian Lillard has on LaMelo, um, yeah. they both kind of work the punt, punt field goal um, build as well. So Yeah, yeah, I, I think you get a bit uh, more volume in the free throws from, from uh, Lillard as well. In, in terms of other maybe noteworthy guys, um, uh, John Morant is up there on, on Yahoo. He did... Too early for me. Close out the season pretty well. He averaged 27 and a half points a game and close to seven assists. So that's pretty, um, it's, it's hard to really look away with that, especially with the field goal percentage. Um, if you're thinking that he's just going to maintain that and carry it over this season, maybe he's worth a shout out is a bit tougher to maybe build it um, with, but he's worth um, definitely mentioning. Um, Kawhi Leonard, I think it's yeah. just the injury blanket. Unfortunately, he'll never quite be a first round pick nah. unless he proves himself. But uh, Kawhi Leonard can put that kind of value if he is healthy. I personally would be taking him in the second round. Yeah. Um, the only other guy, I guess, worth noting, um, you could say Bradley Beal at this position as well, but he, he had quite a down season last year. It's hard to really justify it. What about, um, what about our boy and, and uh, fantasy favorite? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, DeJounte Murray. He, um, he, he was on, on my list as well for consideration. Yeah. Uh, so DeJounte Murray, the steals will definitely still be there. Um, I think it, the the points he only put up twenty one point one. He's a great punt points guy. Yeah. Um, so if, if you're going to lean into that strategy, he is really worth a first round pick. But I do like the usage would definitely be down. There's no way he's going to put up the same amount of assists um, that he did it. out in in San Antonio. Yeah. So that that's something to consider. His points even might might take a bit of a knock as well. Field goal could go up. Um, there's a bit of a positive turnovers would go down. Um, so there is some kind of light at the end of the tunnel, but um, yeah, I think Dejounte had a twelfth pick punting points. Uh, I think it's a, a reasonable pick as well. Yeah, I think I think he's alright. I, I was actually going to go somewhere else. I was going to say another another guard who was another a risky pick. Um, what about Kyrie Irving as a as a play? Now he's not everyone's not everyone's favorite name, but you can't deny the fact that the man he can he can put up fantasy stats and uh, when he's playing. 
Um, he's a he's a producer and. Uh, you know, nearly came in clutch for you at the end of last season uh, after accidentally drafting him in, in our draft <laughs> with a with a shot clock <laughs> shot clock uh, violation. But uh, fifth ranked player last season, and um, he's obviously been uh, a permanent monster before. I think he was kind of like an early second round guy until the vaccination news really started to heat up um, to, to the end of the last season. But you know, the year before, he was a third-ranked player. The year before that, he was a sixth-ranked player. The year before that, he was ninth. Um, but I'll read out the games played. It's, uh, it's 29, 54, 20, um, 67. So, obviously, not the most reliable player. And it's, it's, it's always something with this guy. Um, but in saying that, if he comes out and, you know, plays 70 games and you're getting the, you know, the fifth-ranked player at pick 12... There's something to it. You know, maybe you compare him with someone who's a bit safer at that point and, um, you know, go with hedge your bets a little bit. So I definitely do think that Kyrie Irving is worth a monitor, especially, you know, he's he's in a contract year, I think. Um, or, he, yeah, he, he took on his... his uh, he opted in. That, that was it. He opted into his final year of his contract. So maybe he's playing for a bit of money. Um, the, the vaccination sort of stuff is, is all over now. So... Um, Kyrie Irving is someone who I, I'm definitely looking at. I'll throw one more name, actually two more names your way, Cal. Um, one might hit a bit of a sore spot. I'll start there. Uh, what about Anthony Davis as someone, someone again, like a Kyrie Irving, permanent beast, but, you know, reliability. Um, what are your thoughts on Anthony Davis as someone at that point of the draft? Yeah, it's funny that um, both were on my team last season, which will be, I had three guys that put up you know, first round value. It's just Anthony Davis and Kyrie were never really healthy. Uh, you touch on it. Uh, Kyrie came back for the playoffs, which made my team somewhat competitive. Uh, Joel he saved Kyrie a lot of fantasy teams putting up stats together. So I, I look made, made a good fight, but um, yeah, like Andy Davis, he burned me bad. Um, yeah. he, and even then, the stats like it's been a couple of years in a row now where the free throw percentage yeah. really has taken really a dip, weird. and that's something to kind of consider here. Um, seventy one uh, percent. And and the season before was a, a similar kind of stat, and he's put up six attempts a game. Like it, that does hurt you. He's a punt free uh, throw so guy really now, basically. The, the three pointers, you know, point three a game. So fantasy wise, you're really getting him. Um, kind of, I guess, for the the classic big man stats, which you did note on, is hard to come by. The two point two blocks is awesome. Um, that that really does carry, and that's the main reason he's in, uh, I guess, discussion for a late first round pick. But the health aspects uh, just won't really um, won't do it for me. Yeah, personally, I do think he's a second round pick. I don't think you can build a team around a player like Anthony Davis. But there does come a point where you go, okay, fuck, you got you got to take this guy. He's he's so good. Like he honestly is so good. He was a number one player for the, the uh, upside is obviously a championship yeah. if he's healthy and balling out in the playoffs. Um, you know, hypothetically, maybe LeBron goes down with a rest a bit towards the end. Anthony Davis, it's his team. Like, yeah. th- There's definitely arguments there. Yeah, so I- I'd be happy in, in a punt free throw. You know, you say you've got someone like a Luca or, or a Giannis, you know, they're more durable kind of players. Um, you know, you, you might be able to take a, a swing on, on someone like Anthony Davis. The only other guy that I was going to mention who might still be a bit of a sleeper at this point of the, the, the game, but I think he will be rising later in drafts, um, Tyrese Halliburton is someone I do want to just drop an early mention to as uh, when he moved over to the uh, Indiana Pacers, 
we saw a dramatic increase in his value. He was also still really good on Sacramento as well. So, again, maybe suffers a little bit from that not-so-sexy, doesn't score a lot of points. Uh, So, in my punt points that I'm really uh, keen on this year, he is someone who I think fits the bill really well. But um, in a punt... So, his worst category is actually rebounds. So, a bit of a tricky one, but also you could do the blocks thing as well. But he was pretty much a top 15 guy after after moving to um, to Indiana. And, uh, yeah, someone who I think might get slept on. I think he's ranked 25th at the moment. No, outside the top 25. Uh, where is he? Yeah, 29th at the moment on Yahoo. So, I expect that to change because I think he will gain a little bit of popularity closer to drafts. But... But maybe not quite first round in my opinion, especially in head-to-head leagues. Maybe more so uh, viable in category leagues. But um, definitely someone who, when I mentioned those string of guards, uh, I think he's right in the mix there as well. Uh, quick thoughts on, on Tyrese Halliburton before we finish up here, Cal. Um, I'm going to do a guarantee. I'm going to say Halliburton will finish uh, top three in assists um, next season. Top three. There you, you go. Guarantees. Well, okay, well... Let's let's hear it right now. Who who would you say are the top three? I know I'm probably putting um, on the spot a bit here. <clears throat> I think Chris Paul is still there. He did lead the league. <clears throat> um, Dejounte Murray has fallen off. Trey Trey Young, I think, will be there as well. James um, Harden. I think he's just, he's going to either bump out Trey Young or James Harden. He's going to get a top three. One okay. of those guys are falling, and Tyrese is going to get into that top three. I, I could see that. I, I could see him bumping out Trey personally um, with DeJounte coming and taking a few of his assists there. Um, so, yeah, I could definitely see him in the ballpark and, and I wouldn't be shocked at all. Um, so, I like it. Let me let yeah, me throw that one. He's probably um, on DeJounte Murray watch in terms of playing on a scrub team. He's just really going to be handed the keys. He'll yeah. be able to be, create any shot he wants um, and potentially most improve uh, player award as well. So, yeah. I, I think it's he's definitely a second-round pick. In yeah, my mind. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think the, the only little red flag might be tanking team, you know, might get the Shea Gilders Alexander treatment. Um, but you never know. You know, maybe he didn't do it last year, but, um, you know, sometimes things can change, especially when you're a, you're a new fancy toy on a team that just traded for you. you might not want to shut you down straight away. So this year might be different, but we'll see. We'll see how things go. That will do it for us today, guys. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast, um, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you give us a rating, guys. We are kicking off um, Season 3 of the Ball Boys podcast. Um, sadly, this is the last podcast for Callum this preseason, but he will be back. He will be gracing us with his presence again uh, once he's back touring uh, the European lands. Um, and we will be doing lots of videos myself, a few other guests in the preseason, uh, lots of good stuff coming your way. A few surprises. Still probably can't share anything too major, but I do have some things in the works which I'm very excited about and very keen to share with you guys. Um, but in the meantime, make sure you guys like the video. Cal, any last words before you uh, before you head off overseas on your holiday uh, for the viewers and all the, the fantasy folks out there? Uh, look, all, all I'll say is good luck. Um, make sure you tune into Mitch's um, probably pairing podcast first, second round pairs. That's always a good one. That did well. Um, <clears throat> different punt strategies, ways we're leaning. There's always going to be some news and these things will change. In the future, there could be some more trades. You never really know. Um, but but really, when you get into your top um, kind of 50 guys, that that's really where it gets really interesting and how your team evolves from there. So, um, yeah, stay tuned to the ball, boys. There's some uh, cool stuff to come for sure. 
Thank you, Cal. All right, so make sure you're liking the video, guys. Give that big thumbs up. Um, any comments, questions, leave them down in the, in the comments below, and uh, we will see you guys later on in the preseason. Until then, catch you later.